distance Join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Hey, dingoes and dingbats. Welcome to Don't Pop eat our babies. Welcome to Pop... Or do. I don't know, that's what you do. That's your nature. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. And this week we're doing another kind of uh, lazy episode because we didn't bother to watch anything. But it was it was a holiday uh, week, so we don't feel too bad. Uh, this... Well, you want to tell people, kind of explain what the... What we the are going to talk is? about... Uh, stuff that we got super hyped about in the past and we were really looking forward to and how and how the whatever we were hyped about turned out and if we liked it and we're going to talk about stuff that we are really looking forward to that are coming that's coming out in the future yeah i'm racking my brain for the future stuff um but uh black friday we'll talk about it a little bit that was friday today is sunday so this is a very Close to the edge episode. Today is Monday. If uh, for people listening, you're gonna oh. throw them off. They're gonna like. They're gonna leave work and be like, "Oh, it's Sunday. Fuck this." Why is everybody else here? Idiots. Daylight savings. They all got mix, mixed up. Uh, and mixed up. A little Mexican. Uh, yeah, Black Friday. I never go. I mean, I have been, but uh, it's always really terrible shit and. Uh, and usually it's, you know, the the first 10 people in line get the good shit and then they're sold out. The the thing that that cracks me up about Black Friday, well, it's just a ridiculous thing anyway since uh most of us can shop online. I don't know why you people are going out. Uh maybe to just to be with your fellow men and then um trample them. But the funny thing to me about Black Friday, I think I've only ever gone to, like, Best Buy. Um, and it's usually, that's the thing, right? Electronics is the big thing. But yes. the funny thing to me is that people who are, like, buying TVs and Blu-ray players and shit, they're buying them for themselves. They're not even buying them as gifts, right? People don't give other people TVs as gifts, except on commercials, uh, I so, think some people probably got buy them as gifts, but I agree. The majority of people are are filling their living room with new gadgets. Right. So it's not even it's not even really in the spirit of the season as much as it is about uh, personal greed, which I guess kind of is in the spirit of the season. Kind of. Think I of think it. if you go to Target or Toys R Us, there's more people buying their they're, like they're getting the the kids' gifts. Yeah, true. If you're going to Toys R Us, um, well, again, there is this thing called the internet, but. That is true. You're probably getting them for kids. Um, uh, um, unless you're you're just a big nerd and you're looking for uh, Star Wars figurines, which never go on sale, by the way. So those aren't those guys aren't out. Those nerds, yeah. Lucas needs that money. Wait, Disney now, right? I'm sure Luke, Lucas gets a cut of everything. I don't no, even... It's not. He sold everything, so no. He did sell it all, right? Yeah, he doesn't. He's done. Although, I mean, he keeps the money he already made, which is stupid money. And he also keeps the money that he made by selling. Uh, right, by selling. The, right. Which is, I think, in the billions. So, oh, it's got to be in the billions. Small billions, though. Not, not huge billions. So, he, I mean, there is a danger that he'll he'll end up like Burt Reynolds. 
So everyone pray for George Lucas. Yeah, he's already halfway there with the uh, facial hair. Um, right, you'll have to shave to get all the way there. I didn't read the story on Burt Reynolds. I just saw like a little snippet. But what's going on? He's. I just saw that he was selling some of his shit. He's bankrupt. I don't know how. I didn't read the story either, but he's bankrupt. And he is apparently unhealthy, so he's might have medical bills to go along with everything else. Oh, that could be. But I would think... All right, I don't... We should have had David on for this episode. I don't know how that works with uh, with the Screen Actors Guild, um, you know, medical insurance. Does oh, it... that's true. Maybe... I, so I don't... Like I said, I don't know the whole story of why he's so so broke, but he's selling off all his stuff. It's a thing I don't understand because I have never... Shit, I don't think I've ever made six figures in my life, to be honest. And I've never gone bankrupt. I don't understand. I just don't get it. I mean, I, I don't want to. I don't want to shit on somebody's miserable life or anything. But it's. I think what happens when you get that much money is you get used to living, like Burt Reynolds was living as if he was making hit movies every year, and he made enough movie in the eighties to get him to get him coast coast through most of the two thousands. But I guess at some point, any investment he made wasn't bringing in enough for him to live like he used to live. So what it, it wasn't medical. It was a mortgage. He couldn't afford the $1.4 million mortgage payment. So that's why he had to start selling stuff. I don't know. I don't necessarily think. Oh, was it like means, a mortgage payment or like a property tax payment maybe? Oh, uh, it says that he, was, he was overdue in mortgage payments. Oh, okay. So I guess he just stopped paying the bill. So it doesn't necessarily mean he's destitute like that guy from Creed. He's not doing as he, as well as he once was. Oh, he also owed money to Lonnie Anderson for... Uh, I was going to say, it. Lonnie Anderson had to play a part in it because we all know her role as Jennifer on WKRP and, and she required expensive things. And I just assume people's characters on TV shows mirrors their characters in real life. So it couldn't, it couldn't have helped. By like, mirror, do you mean opposite? Because when you look in the mirror, things are opposite. Like when I'm wearing a very fancy suit, I look in the mirror and it looks like I'm, I'm a... Uh, wearing nothing. Yes. Or yes, do, Pat. That's what I mean. Do other people's mirrors work differently? The, I saw WKRP in Cincinnati the entire se- series for sale on Black Friday at, at fifty seven ninety nine. Uh, it's okay. But as far as sales go, it didn't matter because it was at Costco and it wasn't on sale at all. That's its everyday price. Yeah, I'd say. And that's I'd, our ad for Costco. For me, forty dollars for WKRP the complete series. I'd say. Yeah. Then I'll snatch it up. We'll see how low it goes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah. I'm waiting until the YouTube music's back in it. Do you have a good... Uh, yeah. Do you have a good Thanksgiving? Yep. Okay. Well, I guess that ends that conversation. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was nice. Played some Mahjong with the family. Uh, not my family. My girlfriend's family. Um, I went to a, on Saturday, I went to my nephew, became an Eagle Scout and had a ceremony and all that. And his speech started with, it was good to be, it's good to be here with everybody. I've, I've, uh, I've been around you so much that you've started to feel like family. And then he pointed towards his family and said, especially my own real family. And however he said it was really funny. Yeah, well, you didn't say it funny, but no, I didn't say it funny at all. But his job was done well. My job would have done poorly, so it's a good thing I never obtained this rank of Eagle Scout. So when you when you make Eagle Scout, do you get your permanent Virgin badge? 
I don't know how that works. The the subject of of today's podcast, uh, things you got excited about as a youngster uh, versus what you get excited about now. Yeah, it's it's hard because there's there's not a lot I get excited for now, but I I will talk about it when we get to it. But as a kid, um, for me, I think it was mostly like comic books and specifically like X-Men comic books, which was cool because I would get excited every month, you know? Right. You'd you'd get to the end of the issue and be like, I can't wait to see what happened. You mean that sort of excitement? Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think of what, I mean, I'm sure as a young kid, I got excited for toys and shit that my parents couldn't afford so my excitement was all for nothing uh i used to be um outrageously absurdly excited about christmas morning like in a way that was probably unhealthy i I distinctly remember i was much too old i was probably 14 13 or 14 and we were visiting someone else's houses with young people like eight or nine years old and I could not, I could barely contain myself because I couldn't wait to find out what I was getting for Christmas. And it was, wasn't, it wasn't like we we're getting like huge things. It was something, something very, very generous, but nothing earth shattering. And uh, I looked over at this eight and nine year old and they had like, I could, I, my feet were moving. I couldn't even think about anything else except what was happening the next day. And the I eight and nine year old are like, you need to relax. Dude. Yeah, exactly. They were like, well, we'll get something nice. We already have a swimming pool. So it was, they got, it was. They got a swimming pool for Christmas the previous year. Yes, it was pretty absurd how excited I would get about small stuff like that. So I used to get, I still get hyped about, super duper hyped about everything, as far as that goes, like material things and uh, and there. And I don't remember art. getting hyped so much about comic books. Like I read comic books and I liked them, but I think I just I would get such a huge stack every month. I would re- read through the stack and like, oh, I can't wait till the next month, but not like, I can't wait to finish the end of the story. So I'm not sure about comic books for me. Well, I, I, yeah, I remember in, it had to be, I'm going to say 82, I was 12, um, the first comic book store opened, which it, it was a fairly new thing at that point, I, the idea of a comic book store. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it was like a huge comic big warehouse like we had to drive two towns over to go to it but it was like a big warehouse comic book store and they had everything and i remember having my eye on the uh the issue where uh phoenix died of the x-men oh that's spoiler alert um which was uh, like it was fairly new still at the time i think and and uh but I had somehow missed that issue and never got it so it was only like seven or eight bucks you know but but in comic book prices, when you're a kid, that's still pretty pricey yeah, to pay yeah. for one comic. And, and I remember finally getting it and being super stoked about it. Um, the the other thing, I so that that was one reason I got really hyped for comic books. It wasn't even so much like just the, the next issue, but like going to the comic book store every once a month or whenever my mom would take me. And like just seeing all the shit that I could potentially get but couldn't really afford. Right, yeah. Uh, I also is that comic book store still there? Oh, I have no idea. I would doubt it. It was way too big. Um, yeah. To be sustainable, but I also remember getting hyped up for Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid. Like the new every I don't know if you remember like 
in the in the fall i know abc did it um abc if i remember seemed to be like the main repository of cool saturday morning cartoons but like on a friday before hand they would show like a preview of all the new saturday morning cartoons that were coming out oh i remember that and it was yeah. very exciting it was super I, I would get super hyped for that um even though they were all you know in retrospect not very good all basically toy commercials yeah well i think in when i was a kid in in the 70s it wasn't so much the toy commercial thing like it wasn't like him later yeah yeah it wasn't the he-man she-ra it was more like oh look we're introducing scrappy do <laughs> or you know they've got some new they've got some new people in the justice league this is going to be yeah i remember watching super friends that was the big the big one we were excited about watching every week i don't remember scooby-doo being a saturday morning cartoon Oh, yeah, well, it was like the new adventures of Scooby-Doo, you know, with Scrappy-Doo, everybody's Yeah, favorite. okay, I think by the time I was watching, that was on during the week. Yeah, like a yeah. years later, they moved it over to syndication. But, yeah, it's that's something you think about the kids don't have anymore, the Saturday morning cartoons. It's, well, they, yeah, there are literally no Saturday morning cartoons anymore, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, they don't have that time period because they could just turn the Cartoon Network and it's 24 seven. Right. Or, or Nickelodeon or right. There's, there's always kids yeah. which, which is better in a way. Um, although I guess for the, the kids whose parents don't have cable, it kind of sucks. Yeah. But it, it also kind of sucks because there's not this one thing to talk about. I mean, I guess when we were kids, one kid might watch NBC and the other kid watches CBS. But other than that, everyone had this, the same, baseline now it's like they might watch the same thing or they might be watching something else because there's a million different channels although i guess it said basically everybody watches the same thing yeah I, I i mean i would think kids probably still get hyped about yeah new I cartoons think, and stuff on yeah. you know on whatever channel they watch them on mm -hmm. which is cool it's i mean it's definitely different when when it's so saturated like the the market with with cartoons for kids like it was uh a special thing that was the day of the week you watched cartoons was saturday yeah. morning when we were kids um which was cool gave you something to look forward to but on the other the day hand, the, the day of the week you did you watch cartoons that didn't have bugs bunny except for the one show that did have bugs bunny but i loved bugs bunny i mean it was i always... did too but but during the week you could watch him every day oh could you Oh, you didn't? Yeah, we on the UHF channels during the day. After when I got home from school, there was, there was the, the like the mishmash of cartoons. There'd be some Bugs Bunny, there'd be some Woody Woodpecker, and then there'd be a couple oddballs thrown in, like the the like this is the, <laughs> the cars of the future, which were these ridiculous cartoon ideas from 1950. Yeah, no. When I got home from school, here's here's what it was for me. It was here. It was a uh, underdog, and then it was the uh, the off brand looney tunes i can't even remember what studio but you know like droopy and tom and jerry and those oh things. yeah 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 mgm yeah the mgm stuff which was not nearly as good woody woodpecker um so yeah there was no bug bugs bunny was once a week for me and uh huh. that's funny i guess it's different markets have different things but do you remember those those uh things of the future where they would always end with the mother-in-law car or the mother-in-law's nope. was always a mother-in-law joke no nope, oh, don't man. remember it at all that's such an odd an odd genre. It was produced by Ernie Cado. Everybody, go look that up. You'll, it'll make sense. It's it's not even that funny, but it's somewhat witty. Um. Yeah, and Ultraman. I remember Ultraman was on after school. Did you guys have that? 
No, I don't. Is that was that live action? Yeah, live action Japanese, so it was all dubbed. Um, and Ultraman was like, you know, some crime fighting. I guess you'd call him superhero. I think he was part robot. I can't remember. Uh, it was pretty dumb. It was the same thing every episode, uh, much like Three's Company. But less hijinks. Yeah, well, still a lot of tripping. But I think that was just because of the suit. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I, like, I'm trying to think of, like, movies and stuff. I don't remember getting oh. hyped for movies. Oh, I got super-duper hyped for movies. I got super-duper hyped for uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And the same year, I got super-duper hyped. And I mean, I mean, this was the, the huge one, was Batman. I was ready for months for Batman to come out. Yeah, I was 19 by the time Batman came yeah, out. Yeah, I, was... I guess that, I mean... Yeah, before that, I guess there was... No, I'm surprised you weren't hyped about the early Indiana Jones movies. I'm, I may have been, because I did love uh, I did love Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, but, so it, it's very possible, I just don't remember. Um, I, the, the one movie I do remember being super hyped for was Empire Strikes Back. Okay, yeah. Which I, I probably saw 12 times in the theater. I was never... I wasn't old enough to be hyped for You were for too it. young, yeah. Yeah, I think I was hyped for Return of the Jedi, but I don't remember that nearly as well as Batman and Indiana Jones, Last Crusade. That, those are the first two I got really hyped about. And then a couple of years later, there was Jurassic Park, and I had read that book when I was in the hospital, and I was like, how could they possibly make a movie any good out of this? And, I, and the thing and is, when didn't. I... No, I loved, I loved the movie at the time. I don't know how good it is. It's but not. The, the, I'm sure it's good, because uh, it has Newman in it. Um, the... Batman, everything I was hyped for held up. I mean, was good enough, lived up to the hype. But some of it hasn't held up. Like, Batman hasn't held up. But I bet Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade holds up. It's but if okay. I saw that, that would be fun. Uh, I mean, no, I know Raiders lives up, but I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, Raiders, Raiders is still good. But I there was no hype for that for me because I don't, you know, it was, it was the first in a series. Maybe oh, I was yeah. excited yeah. when I saw the commercial on TV or something. I was like, oh, that looks cool, but. I bet there was hype for people in the know, though, because it was the first combination of Spielberg and Lucas. Yeah, no, totally. I'm sure. I'm sure there was. Uh, the thing with the the uh, Indiana Jones series is, I feel like it was it was a case of diminishing returns with each successive film. Like the second one was pretty good. The third one was like not great, and I didn't even see Crystal Skull. Right, because yeah. it has well, Shia of some, beef in it. Some yeah. Apparently he. He was sexually assaulted during his during, during a play. His, uh, well, oh, an art project. During the art project, where he said you could come in and do whatever you want, and he wouldn't move. Well, it's when you open yourself up like that. I, I don't, don't understand the whole thing. I don't. I really don't understand the whole thing. I don't understand him. I mean, I I think he's maybe mildly schizophrenic, or at least. Uh, 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 bipolar or something. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, when I first read it, I thought, oh, maybe he's just making it up. And then I realized saying that is like saying to a rape victim, maybe you're just making it up. So you can't say that, but it's still, it's, it's a weird story. It's a sad story. And I think he's a sadder story than we've given. I think at first it seemed like such a joke, but I, I think he's like a, a sad, like a Lindsay Lohan sad story so yeah, maybe no, he is i i think i think he's definitely become that i didn't yeah i don't know the details i don't know what uh sexual assault means in this case and honestly i don't really want to find out right i didn't i didn't go searching for the story it was thrust upon me 
by the internet. Much like uh, that man was thrust upon Shia LaBeouf in his uh, art installation. It was a woman. Oh, woman. Sorry. See, that's how much I, how little I know. Um. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I was I was definitely hyped for Empire Strikes Back. I was, I probably like got hyped for stuff like, uh, uh, meatballs and uh, stripes and airplane and those kind of movies too. But how about albums? Do you remember like really looking forward to something coming out? Yeah, first very first album I remember really looking forward to coming out was Queen the Game. Uh, the one with another one bites of dust and crazy little thing called love and stuff. Because uh, I was a that was my as a kid that was my first uh, music. Like I wasn't mo- most young kids were into like Kiss and stuff, but I was Queen. It was Queen for me. So mm-hmm. so yeah, I remember wanting the game really bad because they they released crazy little thing called love and like as a single in '79, and then the game didn't come out till 1980. Um, so I yeah I remember being hyped for that and then obviously as a teenager uh, I would get hyped for albums but back then you didn't even know when albums were coming out right you read yeah a review or whatever so yeah and I, that's how I feel like I remember being excited after I got something and listening to it a million times but I don't remember being super hyped about stuff before it came out so much as far as music goes no same here I. It was more exciting just going to the record store and then seeing all the yeah. shit that was out. Yeah. Right. Discovering it. But yeah, I, I, even after when I was older in, in college, I got super excited when they were re-releasing Star Wars, and I didn't mind the changes as much as everybody else did. I just I relished the, the opportunity to see it in the theater because I, aside from Jedi, I'd never been able to see any of the any of them in the theater. Well, that's not true. I ended up being able to see them before they got re-released. But anyway, I was being able to see them in a huge theater, not just at the Kennedy Center in this little tiny theater. Because uh, oh, the Kennedy Center, ooh la la. Yeah, a couple of years before, before the yeah, the fact that I lived near a famous movie theater is something I'm very proud of, and I want everyone to know. I have it tattooed on my ass. And they gave they gave you a medal because they give everyone who enters the Kennedy Center some kind of medal. Right, I was honored. You were honored along with Bob Hope that year and Bill Cosby. Yeah, and I didn't, and I didn't have to rape anyone. You didn't have to. All right. Uh, but they re uh, the Kennedy. It's a, it was a fun time when I went to see all three Star Wars movies at the Kennedy Center in one night, and uh, it was with uh, former guest Pat. He went too, and when Empire Strikes Back started, the 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 crawl was all in Japanese, and we were most of the theater was very afraid that we'd be have, having to watch the movie in subtitles, but we didn't. It would be better even if it wasn't subtitled. It was just like the Japanese dub. Yeah, we all knew the words. Every, so yeah, it nobody wouldn't would. It wouldn't matter at all. <laughs> but I was, yeah, I had, I took off work when Star Wars came out to see that in the morning because that was a huge deal. There's a theater there, like I guess like the theater you have off off the off the water, like a whole old movie palace called the Uptown. And it was it's an, it's still it's still open. And it's an awesome place to see movies. And I got in line that morning to get tickets for everyone on on the Friday night show. But when I got there, I found that the Friday night show was sold out. The only show available was starting like 45 minutes. So I just said, "See at work. I'm going to the movies." So that's how I saw Star Wars. And then the rest of them, I I don't think sold out quite as quickly. So I was able to see them at the regular pack time. But it was pretty neat that they because especially then responsible. Well, I think when you're in college, work should 
always come in second place. I agree. But I, especially then seeing movies in the theater was because watching stuff on that old, like I think our high def, def uh, definition TVs have a, a really good picture. So it's, it's not equivalent, but it's still pretty cool to watch a movie on that compared to the old TVs we used to have, especially since they had to do the pan and scan or they had, had letter boxes with the black at the top, top and bottom of the screen to watch a movie. So then when there's a movie released, you really wanted to go see it. Yeah, well, besides which, you couldn't just watch Star Wars on TV, at least not network TV. They would never show it. Right. I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to, I don't even think it was out on VHS. For I don't think so either. Yet. Yeah, weirdly. It wasn't for a couple of years. They had it out where you could rent it, so if you wanted to buy it, you had to uh, pay the rental price. So you're paying $100 for a VHS tape. I forgot about that, so that was another reason, to, because uh, movies weren't sold back then. It was before movies really started to get sold. That was a few years later. Yeah, it was all rental. Yeah. And if you had like HBO or Showtime, you could uh, you could record off off those you know movies onto a blank VHS. But nobody bought VHS tapes. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something I I was super hyped about, and that was another thing that lived up to expectations. I very rarely was something that I hyped something that I didn't enjoy in some way, but. There was something. I remember at the time, there was a time I was, I there is this uh, news group called All Wreck Suicide, and I was all messed up in college, and I wanted to die, blah, blah, blah. And people would, would go in there and talk about the reasons they wanted to do it. And I remember writing this long post about reasons not to do it, because that's that's what I needed to do at that time. So one of the reasons not to do it was to watch all nine Star Wars movies. And the other reason not to do it was to see the new Batman movie that was coming out in the spring. And the new Batman movie, when I wrote this, it was coming out in the spring, uh, had the Riddler and Captain Freeze, or whatever his name was, and <laughs> Val Kilmer as Batman. And really, if, if I'd known beforehand, I, I might have died. You might have, yeah. Because that is a terrible movie that I was really excited to see. Well, that is one of the great things about the internet. It brings people together uh, <laughs> for purposes of discussing why they should all kill themselves. <laughs> But that I think the... that's actually kind of, uh, I mean, well, it's not really off topic because you brought it up, but uh, that's actually a good reason for not killing yourself. I, I feel like, like, let's just see all the new shit that's going to come out in our lives. Yeah, exactly. What's what's coming towards us that we will enjoy amongst all the shit. The zombie apocalypse, I assume, will happen in our lifetime. And we will win. Look forward as, to that. As two zombies. Uh, yeah. What, what I'm, I'm like racking my brain to think of what else I got really excited. Oh, about. I I have lots. I got excited after the the third or fourth Harry Potter book. I got super excited about each one when they came out. I couldn't couldn't wait to see what happened next. And I I went at midnight and bought the last book and I read it and it was fun. I didn't really get excited about the movies because I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I haven't even seen all the movies, but I did like the books enough to get thrilled and want to worry about if she was going to die before she finished the books. That kind of thing. I have seen. Well, that's more a George R. R. Martin thing. That motherfucker. Yeah. He's I just finished. Way just finished, more likely to die than J.K. Rowling. Well, there's still the worry, but I just finished the last of those, and I am excited for the next one to come, but not not in the same way. I, I think the the story in that is not as I don't know. There's just some some slight difference. I still I look forward to reading the next book, but I'll probably wait until it's cheap, 
or in the library. I heard a lot of people talking about J.K. Rowling being kind of a dick when it comes to like Harry Potter stuff. And really, yeah, I I don't know how I I, I haven't read any of the books. I've seen the movies, but um, just like making up shit after the fact and and being well, like, oh, she's... that's canon now. With, well, you know, I... Dumbledore was gay. <laughs> yeah, all right i mean how does that make her a dick i mean when she's writing the book that's what she was thinking that's what she tells people what's what's wrong with that is it what she was thinking though that's always the question right like uh, i mean you could have made it a bit more explicit maybe in the book yeah that's true but i i'm not seeing how that makes her a dick i don't know it was some cracked article i was reading and, and it was just talking about how she kept fucking around with the universe Oh, um, I beg your pardon. I didn't know you were referring to cracked. They are always absolutely correct in there. The fu- yeah. The, the synopsis of everything. True dat. Uh, yeah, books. Shit, that's a good one because I can't. I can't really think of any books I was getting hyped for. I really liked. Uh, for a while, I liked this author named Stephen Wright, who was not the comedian. Um, he did. Meditations in Green and M31, A Family Romance. So I read Meditations in Green. I remember I must have been 14 and I saw like the the mass market paperback in like a lucky supermarket. I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. And it was really like, it was really literary and good. It was I was really shocked that it was a yeah. supermarket. Um, so I looked forward to all his stuff and it was all literary and good uh, up until his most recent one which has to be i don't know at least 10 years old now uh but which was not so great but that's too bad yeah books i mean that's it's another one it's like the it's like the record store i used to love just going to the bookstore and finding stuff yeah i think i get excited about some authors books coming out but i don't uh always jump into them because i'm a little afraid that it won't be as good as i want it to be cuz books are have you're investing more time in them. Yeah, so yeah. So I, I'm usually excited when I see that Dave Eggers or Michael Chabon has something new coming out, but I don't, especially Eggers. But Chabon is usually more reliable for me to, that his books are have something going on that I really like. But well, Eggers, I'm not read, quite as sure, sure about. Did you read Telegraph Avenue? I thought it was kind no, of boring. I haven't read it yet. Yeah, it's not. It's not great in my opinion. Um, I used well when as a kid again. I, I don't know what ages, but it had to be like, I don't know, nine and ten. Um, I I got super excited about the Conan books. Really? Like, like who's L? No, not L. Ron Howard. Some some, not L. Ron Hubbard. It's some somebody Robert E. Howard or somebody. I can't remember. Um, so there were new Conan books coming out. No, they were all old. Oh, well, you're just excited to get to the get next the next one. one. Yeah. And then, uh, so when I got a Kindle, I was like, oh, let me, uh, you know, I bought like the complete Conan because it was only like $1.99 or something, the yeah, Kindle version. Yeah. And uh, I was reading it, and it's really not good. <laughs> but as a kid, I, I loved it. Um, same with Stephen King. As a kid, I read a lot. Uh, I don't know, once I turned like 13, 14, I was kind of out of Stephen King. but Oh, I think I got out of Stephen King and then got back into him because I'm able to, because his stories are good. It's this sometimes his writing he trips up his writing, especially the endings. But I I think 
I think his stories are good enough that I enjoy reading him now. I, I, I took some time. We took some time apart. And when I went back, I liked it. I, I read uh, like Salem's Lot. If you read that, it's early Stephen King. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. it's his first. It's, it's actually. No, his first is his first is Carrie. Okay, which is very short. Um, yes. Yes. Salem's Lot actually really well written, but then after a while, you realize like. He's good at plot, but man, he just like sits down and shits out everything, every single word that comes into his head, and it's yeah. not. Well, I think that's the the problem that a lot of super popular authors run into that they don't need to be edited. That's what happened a little bit with J.K. Rowling as the Harry Potter series, and I I think she does a better job with the new mystery novels she's written that they're not as over long. But the the later Harry Potter novels, I mean, they were supposed to be longer because the character as the characters aged, the readers aged with them. So they they should have been longer, but some sections were just like you know what you could cut that you could have cut that out if you wanted a longer book that's fine but that didn't need to be in there and I think that happens a lot with super popular authors that they they are editor proof that their book is going to sell and it doesn't need to be tight like the early Stephen King books are really tight tightly written and, and well and I think they're better written because of the tightness in the editing right and I, who knows if that's just uh, the the writing like he spent more time on the writing or if it was an editor, most likely it was an editor. I, yeah, I would say it was an editor who's like pushing him a certain way. Yeah. And then once he got to a certain level, he's like, I'm, I don't need to be pushed. I like, I like how it is. Right. And, and it's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I read, I started reading, uh, what was it under the dome? <laughs> and a I, long book. Well, it's just so, so abysmally written. I couldn't, I couldn't even do it. Like, he was trying to like have the teenagers talk in like teen slang. Yeah, he's obviously so out of touch that. Yeah, it's it, it was awful. I couldn't even. <laughs> I couldn't. Even it get was a, third a fun story though, it. and uh, another another a very big Steam King trademark in that is the is the bad guy is is so evil. It's not. There's. There's no. There's no other side to him. He's just, it's just cartoon evil. evil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think he, for his recent books, the one about the travel, the time travel to, uh, to Kent to stopping Kennedy's uh, assassination was was really well written and had everything was good about that book. I think that's the his most his his best modern novel, his best recent novel. Yeah, it didn't didn't bother just because you know like i said i i got out of stephen king yeah right don't care for him that's what brought me back the first time and i just wanted to try a few other things and other things i've i've read and not not and thought that they aren't that great but they're great stories but this one i read and thought was great all around i'm i'm surprised it didn't get better more praise than it did i don't know if it got a lot of praise but i just happened to pick it up because it was recommended to me and i liked a lot yeah books books is just Books are, are one of those things I get hyped about when I read a new author and then I want to read more stuff that they've written. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's but, not as... It's but not I'm not, as... like, waiting at the bookstore for anything, you know, ever. <laughs> I think for most things you're not. There's there's very few. I, I don't even know if... Other, are there other series that have done that, like Harry Potter does? Or did, I'm sorry. Uh, there... Probably Hunger Games. Oh, did that have that same kind of... Midnight, midnight party oh, atmosphere. Maybe not Hunger Games. Twilight, though, for sure, did that. Oh, Twilight, yeah. yeah. Well, Hunger Games was so short. Yeah, it's only really three have a books, chance. So. 
because the books, I think the books came out before the hype started. So maybe the third book could have had something like that, but it was too late by then. But Harry Potter had that long, it was a long series and had a long time for it to build up. Oh yeah, I was, I was working in a bookstore from, uh, from 98 to 2000. So I was, I was there in the middle of all the Harry Potter hype. We, we did a midnight thing for one of the books, I think, at, uh, during that time. Although I don't even know when they came out, but yeah, it was though we couldn't keep them on the shelves, the Harry Potter books back then. And I'm just to change the subject. I think of I'm thinking of another another thing I was hyped about. I'm trying to think of the name, the full I thought the proper name it was Cradle Rock. I was super hyped about that. What, Do you remember what that? What the hell is that? It the was movie? a movie. Yeah, Tim Robbins movie about the story of Orson Welles and uh, John Houseman producing a play and having to get around all the all of the red tape to get it made and i had at that at that point i was really big into orson wells like i just read his biography and i'd seen a bunch of his movies and i really liked his him as a like as a figure as a, a film historical figure so i was hyped about that the fact that they're making that story and they're having i think it was carrie Yules playing john houseman and just, just really excited about it. So that was a movie that, and that's going to be my recommendation. I'll say it now because I think more people should watch it because that was that that lived up to the hype for me. I, I saw that and I was thrilled by how good it was. And and, and thinking about it, I'm I'm surprised that Tim Robbins hasn't done more more films where he's directed and written. I don't know why that is because the ones he did were good. Yeah, well, he came out of uh, some. I I think it was like a somewhat experimental, very liberal, um, like. Uh, Oh, what is the word I'm looking for? Like cause-related uh, theater back oh, okay. back in the day. Um, you know, like very progressive subject matter and stuff. Um, and I think he was a director there. I, I thought the Cradle Will Rock was like that Rebecca De Mornay movie. Annabella, yeah, sure. I don't. It has a similar name, but it's it's just called Cradle Will Rock. Maybe they took the the to to. to, to oh, I don't know what the 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 other one is because the. Original The Cradle of Rock was the the musical that Wells directed that had a a bit of a communist tint to it, and that's why it got such such a problem. But anyway, yeah, that, I was that's something that I remember it was right right near when I first got to California. I was super hyped about that, and I was I was really happy that it lived up to the hype. Nobody else wanted to say it. Have you heard the uh, the the Orson Welles outtakes from like his commercials have we talked about that before no are these the commercials late in life like the yes late? the late in life commercials no it's pretty fucking hilarious if you can find him um he is he is like drunk and he's like just ranting about the the uh text of the commercials well this makes no sense why would i say this but like that kind of thing you you should go find it i'm sure you can find him on youtube um <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to look up this stupid Rebecca De Mornay movie. It's a hand. It's, it's a hand that rocks the cradle. Ah, there you go. Oh, yep, there it is. Thanks. Um. Yeah. But uh, I one of the stories about Orson Welles from during this Cradle Rock period that I always found amusing was, well, he's doing all the his. He got his real huge popularity in the the. Well, first he got his his pull in, in, in uh, on uh, 
directing and writing plays and stuff. And that's him and Houseman were working with that. I guess radio plays, right? Well, no, regular plays. And then oh, he moved okay. over to radio plays where he became huge. He was he he wouldn't even need to to rehearse. He'd just pick up the script and do it. So he was just he had an ambulance that took him around town to go from project to project. And the, the as most like, stars do, <laughs> as he was. Like so, the projects he didn't care about, he wouldn't rehearse. He'd just do it and go in and make his money. Like he did the shadow, and he did a couple other radio stuff where he made a lot of money. But in between, they, his his appetite was huge. So they he'd order dinner where it would be like a bottle of wine, two steaks, and he just eat it and then go work. <laughs> just the excess is so funny in his youth because he became such a huge figure. Yeah, in in many ways. And, yes, I'm, and I'm talking about in the the way you're thinking the. Big guy, tremendous girth. Yes, uh, and I'm, I'm sure it was uh, Palmas on wine too. <laughs> uh, that's even around. Yeah, should we take a break and talk yeah. about our future? Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to take a break. Or modern stuff. Okay, uh, we will be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. back and now, now we're talking about nothing because apparently john is not excited about anything and i'm a little worried it's hard to get hyped about things here you know what i get hyped about now is mostly uh album reissues well that's fun like if they're doing you know deluxe editions of old stuff or like box sets or something i get hyped about those we we just recently got a uh surround sound system for our tv and uh I got the new, well, the new, the uh, the re-release of uh, this XTC album, Drums and Wires, um, that comes with a Blu-ray that's like a 5.1 surround sound mix. Oh, that's cool. And it's got, yeah, a bunch, a ton of extra songs and stuff on it. Um, and uh, now that I've listened to it on surround sound, I never want to listen to an album another way. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, there's only, you know, like 10 albums out there that are, I guess that's not true. They do a lot of 5.1 surround sound mixes for stuff. I, I bet, I bet uh, Sturfer and Hitchcock is 5.1. They're no, I don't think so. They're no? they're pricey though, you know. Well, I mean, I guess if you listen, if you buy the DVD, yeah, uh, that's yeah, what I mean. yeah. But but you know, just like actual just albums uh, mastered for 5.1. Surround or mixed 5.1 surround. Oh, so sound. I I thought you were saying that the Blu-ray itself was the 5.1, but the the CD two was no no CD the CD is just the regular it's like re remix and remastered version okay. of the album and the blue yeah the Blu-ray is all the 5.1. Uh, Rush did a couple 5.1 mixes. It's yeah, it's very cool. So that's that's for the most part what I get. I mean I will get. 
I will get excited about certain movies if I see the previews for them. I'm like, oh, I really want to see that. Uh, especially if it's directors I like or whatever. Um, but that's, yeah. And, and of course, like series I watch regularly, I get, I get excited when the new season is coming. Oh yeah, that's true. TV shows. We didn't even talk about that before when the, from fall to spring, I, I usually have on the edge of my seat to see what, how they're going to answer the cliffhanger or see what's going to happen next. Yeah. But I, I feel like that kind of hype doesn't feel quite as strong as the movie hype. It does. I think I, yeah. I most get hype about movies. And right now, I just saw the Star Wars trailer yesterday or two days ago, and I can't wait. So it's... the fact that George Lucas took a massive shit all over the franchise and basically ruined it, or or not necessarily ruined it, but made three god-awful movies, does not... Two, I'd say one and a half god-awful. You get one and a half good stuff out of that, but go ahead. I don't want to quibble. The... Uh... Of course, the good one was the only good point in all those movies was Jar Jar Binks. I think we all know, uh, but that doesn't that doesn't like stifle your uh, your excitement about the new ones. Oh no, he's not involved. First of all, well that's true. Which and is J.J. Abrams, I I saw his Star Trek and I, I thought they were pretty good. He's not he's not my first choice, but I I think he's a fine choice. Well, who gonna... else who else is it going to be really? Oh, I Brad Bird like... would. Brad Bird was was should have done it. I would have loved Brad. I think Brad Bird's movie. I mean, I'm excited. The I'm Sesame hyped about Street it. character. No, that's that's uh, Oscar the Grouch. Oh, like sorry, Brad I always Bird get there confused. Uh, the Incredibles, uh, Iron Giant, and then he went into a live action and did. He did one of the Mission Impossible's. His next movie is called Tomorrowland, which I'm pretty excited about because he's involved and it looks fun. So he's a great director and he's worked with Disney. So I was kind of hoping he would do it, but he didn't. He's not doing it. J.J. Abrams is. So I think J.J. Abrams is going to do a fun job, and and they, he's done a good job of, of just making the fact that he's going back to the original movies doing it more in that style than the prequel style, like doing a lot less CGI and a lot more. Oh, thank God. So more, more models and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of thing is, I mean, I'm sure it's going to have CGI obviously, but it's, it's, got it's also to. Have, yeah. But the, uh, did you watch the trailer? No, I haven't seen it. You should see it. I think it, it will, I don't know if it'll get you excited, but it'll make you think less of the prequels and more of the original series. Well, we've talked, I think we've talked before, um, about George Lucas and yeah, I think it can only be a good thing that he's not involved um, because he's probably the worst director of actors of anybody out there. Yeah. Because when you can make like you and McGregor and Liam Neeson suck. Well, I don't think he made you and McGregor suck, but he did make Natalie Portman suck. He definitely made Natalie Portman suck. I, Cause I, when I think of you and McGregor, I think he's the best part of the prequels. Yeah, but he's well, yeah, <laughs> I guess, but it wasn't like, any kind of standout performance where you're like, oh, that he did a really good job. I thought he did, he did a, good, a serviceable job. <laughs> I thought he did a good job. I I definitely thought of of Alkinis, not his quality acting, but I thought he 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 captured the spirit in in many ways. He just didn't have a lot to work with. Was the problem? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's I another mean, thing. Writing George Lucas's writing. Uh, what what was that whole mitochondria bullshit? <laughs> They That's what I mean. He took a shit it. all over the original premise, right? I, I, yeah, I haven't seen the trailer. I'll be interested to see it. I, I find it odd, like the idea of like these really overweight Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and stuff walking around. But well, I, it is thirty years later, so. 
Oh, even in the in universe, it's thirty years later. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Luke Skywalker, a uh, sand farmer on the planet Tatooine, named after Hervé Villachez. Many people before Hervé Villachez even had that name. Two sons for their planet, which wouldn't at all burn up. That's why it was a desert planet. And so in the trailer, are there like, are there old school Star Wars characters like Jawas and, you know, uh, I don't, that's the only old school character I can think of. No, I don't think there's any, you'll, it, I thought it did a good job of, of hyping the new movie and showing kind of a, a bridge to the past. And they got that weird looking dude from Girls. Um, well, I can't remember his name. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. And does it? Do you get a sense of like what he plays or what the new no, people I mean, play? No, I mean there's there's nothing. You're not getting anything about the story from this. You're just getting a little, little. It's just a teaser. I mean, it doesn't come out till December 18th next year. Okay. So, but but they're all new characters. They're not. There's like a lot playing. of new characters. There's a guy from a Attack the Attack of the Block. I don't know his name. There's there's a woman whose name I don't know. So yeah, there's. Lots of people I don't know their names, and, and Adam Driver, and Oscar Isaacs is in it too, which I don't know what he's from. Do you, do you know him? No, I don't even recognize the name. Uh, oh, he's in it. All right. Well, I'll I'll watch the trailer, see see what it looks like. Yeah, I'm glad he's going back to the more to the less CGI stuff. Yeah, because yeah. as we all know, Han shot first. Yeah. No idea what that references. Literally none. I don't know what people, why people get upset about it. I don't know what scene it is. You don't calling up. No, it's from the first Star Wars. I mean, it's from the fourth Star Wars. A right. New Hope. No, I get that, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the debate is on all that. There's a scene where Han Solo meets Greedo in the cantina, and in yes. the original, in the original version, Greedo says he's going to take take console back to job i don't remember the dialogue but he's going to take him he's a bounty hunter he's going to take him and hansel just shoots him he gets has his gun on the table and just shoots before greedo has a chance to do anything and then when okay they, i remember that scene now yes and in the special edition um greedo shoots first and misses oh and then hansel shoots which is stupid why to make han more heroic is that was to that make the... him yeah to make it make it so he's defending himself Rather than which just being an ass. Less of a rogue, which is the whole point of the character. He's a rogue. He's supposed to be shooting first. So, it, yeah, I, like I said, I didn't have a lot of complaints about the special edition, but I had some. And yeah, he's of- he's a loose dude. Uh, they, well, even, even in context, even like with him not being a rogue, maybe, you know, if you didn't know, like if somebody says they're going to take you back for a bounty, it only makes sense to shoot the motherfucker. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Oscar Isaac played Lewin Davis in the Inside Lewin Davis. Oh, okay. Then I do know who he is. There's something I get hyped about, but don't always watch the Coen Brothers movies. I've seen them all. Well, I haven't seen the Lady Killers, and I just haven't seen the Lady Killers. That's it. Um, yeah, no, that's true. I do get hyped about new Coen Brothers movies, and I usually see them in theaters. Although. We didn't see the last two in theaters. We didn't see Inside Lewin Davis or uh, a shit. What was it? A Serious Man. Oh, oh, the True Grit. Where's True Grit coming? Did you see that in the theater? Did see True Grit in theaters? Okay. Yeah, I think True Grit was actually after A Serious Man. But yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, the, I actually have not seen A Serious Man and Inside Lewin Davis at all, but I will. We, I, I love their movies. Yeah, for a while we would see all the Jim Jarmusch movie in theaters. He hasn't movies. done anything for a while, has he? Yeah, he just did one this year uh, with... Um, I don't know how I miss that stuff. With, God damn it, what is her name? She's in uh, Snowpiercer, does a really stupid accent. Oh, I can see her. Uh, yeah, why can't I think of her name? She's, I mean, she's in everything. Um, she's much beloved. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah, so she's in it, and it's about vampires. It's a vampire movie. So Was it good? I haven't seen it. Didn't. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I, I thought you hadn't seen it in the theater, and I didn't know if you'd seen it. Oh, it has Tom Hiddleston, too. Yeah, I don't think it's been released on DVD yet. Um, so, no, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, yeah, every every once in a while I will get hyped about a new movie just from seeing the previews or whatever, uh, and then I'll go see it, and I'm usually disappointed. But uh, I'm sometimes disappointed. Like uh, the Paul P.T. Anderson movies I'm usually hyped about. Yeah, I, directors definitely make uh, give me hype, and I usually see them, and once in a while I'll miss them, which is I usually am disappointed. Like I still haven't seen There Will Be Blood. Yeah. But yeah, I think my I think my P.T. Anderson love affair is ending because the master was just mediocre to me. I didn't like it that much. Yeah, I was like we talked about. I kind of was off board with Magnolia. So then, uh, I, yeah, you're off. You're off pretty early. Yeah, I did see there will be blood, and it was another one where I was like, oh, I I thought that maybe I missed something, and so I was like reading online. I was like, oh no, I got the point of it. It just wasn't that. <laughs> In, that was, wasn't that deep, really. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's funny. I didn't think of it before. I was just thinking of the fact that I'm so super hyped about Star Wars. I wanted to talk about that. But directors usually make it so I really want to see a movie. Uh, the couple we mentioned and what's the guys? Uh, David O. Russell. I usually like to, like to. I mean, I don't always like his movies, but I usually like what he's doing. Yeah, and he's lately, a good director. Lately, has been definitely veering more towards the popular taste mainstream yeah. yeah um yeah who well uh um link later i always look forward to actually too i think i will be now too now that i've seen the two i've seen i've loved so much i have to go into the back catalog you gotta see you gotta see the before sunrise before right. sunset stuff right. yeah and that's yeah that would be a good one to do actually maybe for our next podcast we can do a late thanksgiving one and that one that I mentioned. What do you think? Like uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, and Home for the Holidays. The only two Thanksgiving movies I even know of. Sure, it's always I always enjoy having an opportunity to watch Holly Hunter, and always enjoy a chance to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which I think is a great, great movie. The best John Hughes movie of them all, for sure. I I I think I would agree with you. I I like Ferris Bueller's Day Off a lot, but I think this is an actually better movie. I mean, there's there's no flaws in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. No, it has it has comedy, but also has pathos. It's great. Yeah, and the pathos actually works in that movie. It's not super like cheesy where you're groaning or anything. You actually I, feel for John Candy and yeah. I think it's their both of their best movies. I, I don't know what would be better for for Steve Martin. Maybe The Jerk, but it's The been Jerk so long would be a seen that. funnier movie, but it wouldn't be a better movie because if it's been a while since you've seen it and it's been a while for me too, but I remember the end of the movie really, really drags. Like, yes, you're right. No, it does. They, they get really rich because of some glasses thing and then they get sued and it's just like, come on. Yeah. It starts let's, with let's a bang. End. 
And yeah, yeah. I mean, why are they shooting at cans? Carries you a long way, but not not through the end of that movie. Did you read Steve Martin's autobiography? No. There was a really he was he talked about a scene that they left out of the jerk that I thought sounded really funny. Where like he when he moves to Hollywood, he gets like or he's in Beverly Hills and he gets a job as a elephant counter, <laughs> and so he's just sitting there at a table on the street. Day after day, it just shows days going by, and finally an elephant walks by, and he goes, one? <laughs> Which I think is a great scene, and they should have put it in. That's great. Anyway, yeah, no, I think you're right. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is both of their best work. Um, yeah. It's easier to do with John Candy, because, I mean, I love John Candy, but his but he movies did shitty just movies. weren't that good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Club Paradise, or I, don't, I can't even remember. They did one. I like, can remember the bad ones that were good, like Uncle Buck was um, not not a great movie, but it was fun because he does a good job in it. And Uncle Buck was John Hughes too, wasn't it? I, I can't think remember. It was, I think it was John Hughes produced but directed by Christopher Columbus. Oh, okay. I might be wrong about that, but uh, there's another. Who's Harry Crumb? Oh yeah, I've really watched that recently on cable. It was terrible. Oh, I was hoping it was still funny. Cause no, I, it's I bad. That's uh, too bad. Not on cable, on non-cable. It was on, you know, on just regular TV. No, it was terrible. Oh no, it was John Hughes, Uncle Buck. Uh, oh okay. Macaulay Culkin's breakout role. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Buck was not good. It was. I mean, it was no Curly Sue. <sighs> Uh, Carly Sue wasn't the one with with uh, with, with Ed O'Neill, was it? No, that was I think that was Dutch. Uh, the one Dutch, with Dutch, Curly right. Sue was, uh, oh, was James Belushi. Belushi, Jim Belushi, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is never a good thing. <laughs> he had a TV show with Courtney Thorne Smith that was on the air for about ninety years, and I could never <laughs> fathom how it stayed on. I still haven't met anyone who's actually watched that. No, show. I haven't either. Oh, here's something I realized. Did you know that up until last year, Rules of Engagement was on a show with David Spade and Patrick Warburton? I did, because they started showing it in reruns here, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I in saw syndication, it. And, uh-huh. and, and then I looked, I was like, when did this end? And I was like, this is still on the fucking air? I couldn't believe what I found. I thought that was a show from like five or six years ago. I thought it was like King of Queens. I, yeah, I thought it was like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. I mean, it's written like that. That's for sure. It's, it's not good. It has uh, Goldie yet, Hawn's son in it. Yet I did get hyped about it and tried to watch it every week. Did you? I'm just trying to bring it back. To hype? To the topic. I'm hyped about the return of Parks and Rec. I don't know why they're taking so long to bring it back. I don't either. It's ridiculous. We should do, actually, we should do a show on the uh, on the mid-season new shows. Oh, is there going we to be do an uh... episode? I think there's a few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'll be fun. Because I remember when we were going through the New Falls shows. Uh, list at the you know when we first got the list of what was coming out and a bunch of them still haven't shown oh, up. Oh, you're right, like the one from the Veronica Mars guy, the iCupid. Yeah, yeah. That hasn't showed up yet. And CW. I think they're obviously going to have to replace uh, some of these shows they've canceled. <laughs> yeah, so. or we'll just have a, a lot of uh, what's that Dateline? I remember one year NBC had Dateline on at, on at ten o'clock on every channel. It might have been the Jay Leno year. I forget. 
But they had a lot of Dateline. I don't know if it's Dateline, but it's, it's like some show about like murders, you know? Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know if you ever saw, I think it was Bill Hader on Saturday Night Live, did an impression of that host who was like super <laughs> creepy, the impression he did and stuff. Um, and then I actually saw an episode of that show. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy is creepy. And he talks <laughs> like a fucking weirdo. He talks like he's all getting aroused by the, the details of the murder case. <laughs> yeah. Does Bill Hader have a movie or is it uh, Forte? No. Well, well, Forte did, uh, what was it, Nebraska. And then right, yeah, yeah, Bill Hader did one with uh, Kristen Wiig that's supposed to be good that I can't remember the name of yes, right now. Yes, yes. It's, it's out now or it's coming out soon. Yeah, it's out. Uh, it might Skeleton be coming out Twins. on. Yeah, Skeleton Twins. Might be coming out on DVD soon. I, I, oh, okay. I actually want to see the new Steve Carell movie. Yes. Yeah. That looks amazing. Yeah, it's supposed Fox... to be really good. Uh, I forget the name of it, though. Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I, I'm kind of hyped I think for. Usually during Oscar, like this time of year, all the Oscar, uh, Oscar bait movies, I'm usually pretty excited to see those. Not Me in the too. same way as I am the... Um, the action stuff. Right. And, yeah. yeah. Because we talked about... Star Wars, not, and it totally put out of my mind the the fact that Age of Ultron comes out this summer. Just like, who cares? Yeah, well, the Oscar movies too. Well, yeah, that doesn't come out till next year. But uh, have, have they? They did do a trailer for that, right? Age of Ultron. Yes, a, 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 a more informative trailer than the Star Wars one, but it comes out before before Star Wars. Well, they can do a more informative trailer of that because it's it's a story that's um already well known to comic book fans i guess well not only that i, I think they have more of the work done i mean that's yeah that could pretty, be pretty, pretty the trailer for that came out a couple weeks ago but it was still far enough in, in advance that they have more of the like the post-production the post-production shit. stuff done yeah. yeah oscar bait movies i have not seen a lot of uh of trailers for so i don't even really know that's true i get i get excited when i see the list of the movies i haven't seen that are up for awards like right now boyhood would be on those lists and i'd be if i hadn't seen it, i'd be like oh i can't wait to see that, that yeah kind of... it's it's a weird year like well i guess this is the season when they all come or time of yeah. year when they all come out yeah but like there's not a lot that i can think of that would be academy award worthy except for boyhood i'm sure birdman will get some nominations i'm thinking at least jk simmons will get a nomination for whiplash and i think nightcrawler is getting a lot of hype too is it yeah i have no idea what it's about i don't either i just think of x-men and it has nothing to do with the x-men no i know it's too bad because that would be one that would be an interesting uh, x-men standalone movie nightcrawler yes. Yes, but no, it's Jake Gyllenhaal, and and I don't I don't want to know because when I see it, I'll be more excited to to not know. And it looks like P.T. Anderson has a, a movie coming out called Inherent Vice. We'll see how how that is. Uh, I'll and what's this? Not good. What, what's this theory of everything? I, I've seen a few commercials for it. Not commercials, just people talking about it. Do you know anything about that? Is that the Stephen Hopping? Hawking biopic? Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, okay. I don't really have much interest in that. Well, why not? Because biopics always suck. It's always like, it's always done through rose-colored glasses, and you know, it's not. It, they never really get into. Like, I remember I saw the uh, Johnny Cash biopic, mm-hmm. and they were talking about, oh, like, yeah, it really talks about him being an alcoholic and stuff. Eh, for maybe <laughs> two minutes, and then you know, it's back to. You know, they kind of go into their marital problems, but it's 
they're really fluff pieces for the subject for the most yeah, part. So. Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought about Raging Bull. Yeah, same here. And uh, General Edie, I mean, that documentary. Um, yeah, do you still get excited for comic books? Because you still read new series. Yeah, I think, but what happens is I sometimes won't read it until the next month. So I'll have a bunch to read in a row because I don't, I like it better when I can read a bunch in a row. So I don't, I don't have that as much, but I do get like, uh, the good books like saga, they'll have a six issue run and then the guys will take a break so they can put everything out with, without having any breaks in between. You know what I mean? Like like they'll have a little, little mini arc. So I, I'll be super hyped in that little three month break where they don't have anything coming out. So yeah, I do. Yeah. I can't, Aside from the occasional movie and, like I said, uh, album reissues. Watch that. I'm looking forward to hearing what you think of the Star Wars trailer. I All right. watch it. Yeah, I wanna. I don't think you'll get hyped like I am because I'm just a super, a, a super nerd. But I, I think you might have more favorable uh, thoughts on it, especially with the bad taste of the prequels in your mouth. All right. Yeah, I'll check it out. I mean, it's kind of weird that nobody ever posted about it on Facebook or anything, but... You know, nobody did post about it on my Facebook. It is kind of weird. I mean, I guess you're joking. A lot of people posted about it. Yeah. Nobody posted on my list. That's that's weird. I texted I texted people. I didn't, I didn't put it on my Facebook either. Did you watch uh, Too Many Cooks? Yes, and I loved it so much. Yeah. <laughs> that was... I don't even know why I brought it up. But I, it, well, it, it think, was one that I heard about on Facebook. So. Yeah, so I was going to say everybody talked about it on Facebook, and man, that was that was better than expected. And I think if if you liked it, it's worth reading the Reddit AMA with the guys who put it together because they had a. I did I read think, it. <laughs> I thought that was great because it, it. I don't. Well, obviously they didn't expect the viral aspect of it, but they. It seemed like they were just thrilled to have people asking them questions about it because it's not what they expected. Yeah, no, they seemed really stoked about the whole thing. And it's not like it seems like the kind of work they do. It's not they they wouldn't expect to be that popular for the kind of stuff they're doing. So it's like, yeah, this is great. Well, watching it, you wouldn't expect it to be that popular either. It's no, really fucking it's weird. Yeah, there's there's somebody on the the message board we sometimes read that like there are a lot of people saying about how funny it is, and then some guys just came. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> it's like that was a fact. I get doing the same thing over and over isn't funny. Right. Sorry, guy. I get uh I get cautiously hyped about certain things like like say that uh well, I I actually wasn't too hyped about that to be honest, but like that new Pixies album that was terrible, you know, but just like being like It oh, wasn't uh, terrible. I had that one good song on it. Yeah, it, one what is good it? song is, oh, you is right, not great, yeah. but, uh, yeah. you know, something like that where you're, where you're like, oh, it's a band that I really liked and they're coming back together. Maybe that'll be good. Um, but And the same thing with Twin Peaks coming back to Showtime. I'm very cautiously, like, I don't want to get myself hyped up about that because who the hell knows how that could go at this point, you know? Yeah, yeah. How about, have you read the Foundation series? No, Asimov. Yeah, I've never read it either, but they're supposed to make an HBO series out of it. And yeah, I heard I'm that. Wondering what people are. I'm gonna. I want to read the series to see what I think of it. I've never read any Asimov, and I'll start with that. And uh, but I'm just wondering how people are. The only people Asimov, who are fans of the series. 
I've read is The Human Brain, which is more of a science book. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's completely a science book, not even more. There's, it's not science fiction at all. Um, <laughs> but I was impressed. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy is smart. He knows, you know, he actually knows about science, which is cool. I remember back in the 80s when we used to play Trivial Pursuit, anytime there was a arts and literature question, I just always answered Isaac Asimov. That's a good, uh, I mean, percentage-wise, it's probably stupid, but um, <laughs> there's... I don't think I was ever right, and I think I answered that on questions I knew the proper answer to, but I still stuck to my guns. Wait. East of Eden, Isaac Asimov. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Yeah, it's harder to get hyped about stuff when you get older, too. You just become... Cynical. I don't even know if it's so much cynical as that, like, you can't keep up that excitement level that you had when you were 14, when you're 40. It's just it's just your brain chemistry even changes, you know, and you're like... I don't know. I'm pretty excited about the Star Wars. The first thing I said to somebody when I was talking about how long you have to wait, I, was, I said, I'm going to the, go to the doctor and see about the viability of being uh, going into a medically induced coma. And then be taken out about two days before it comes out, so I don't have to wait. I mean, that seems like a really reasonable solution to your to your uh, excitement. Huge quandary, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be spoiled. I don't even know how you... There's no way you're going to be spoiled on that. Like, that thing is going to be kept under wraps really tightly, I'm sure. Oh, they might... Somebody might see an early... Com- thing and come out and say Dumbledore dies just like they did for Harry Potter. Yeah, that was great. I loved when that happened. <laughs> I didn't. I'm just kidding. It's a dick move, but also f- kind of funny as a non-fan. It's I'm like, uh, it's kind of funny. I, I guess. It just seems... I mean, when you're doing this, maybe if it was a bunch of adults, but it's a bunch of little kids. No, that's true. And, and they're it's... super excited about reading a book that they wanted to read for a couple of years and you're screaming this at them. It's a, It's a it's, it's a, a total, total dick thing. move. Yeah, I was thinking more about uh, f- doing it to the adults. I didn't even think about the kids. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. <Yeah. laughs> uh, um, no, that you're right. It is it is a dick move. Um, I, I don't like I don't really care about spoilers. I don't mind having things spoiled necessarily, oh, I, although yeah. Like The Wire, I wouldn't have liked to have spoiled, but it also wouldn't have ruined my enjoyment. Same with like Breaking Bad or something. That's I. That is how I feel about it. I, I, I don't like it though. I don't like it. I'd rather see it not knowing stuff. But it does. It never, it never in my experience has ruined the experience of watching something. Yeah. No. And or reading something. I would like uh, Breaking Bad. You know, like the final season. I would turn Facebook off because you got the East Coast. Right, people right, talking right. about whatever you people. Uh, yeah. Recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians. Well, well, you already said what yours was going to be. Head of the game, Cradle of Rock, nineteen ninety nine, Tim Robbins film, really worth checking out. I don't, I don't. Wait, what year is it? Sorry. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay. I don't think it was super popular. It was semi popular, but it's. It's a very good movie. Yeah, no, I never even heard of it. Um, all right. I'm going to do uh, another one of my Criterion 50% off deals at Barnes & Noble. I got was uh, this box set called The 
complete Jacques Demy. And the other night we just watched uh, one of the movies in that thing, The Umbrellas of Cherbourg, which is a musical starring Catherine Deneuve. Um, kind of a romance. So, like, everything about it is shit that I should not like. But I really enjoyed it. And, uh, and it's... When I say musical, it's not like they all of a sudden break into song. Everything is sung. Every line of dialogue in the whole <laughs> thing. Um, and the colors are just amazing on it. Um, so the Umbrellas of Cherbourg, for sure, I recommend. And I guess that about wraps up this episode. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes and rate a really fantastic review about how awesome we are. Send us an email at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com to, to say hi, recommend something we should talk about or something we should read and not talk about, or ask to be, come on the show and hype your latest thing. And that's about it. All right. Uh, yeah, well, this is a fun episode. Uh, happy late holidays to everybody, or early and happy, holidays. Yeah, I was going to say happy early holidays to everyone else. And... Until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you.